Bible Podcast Episode 24. Hello and welcome to the Bible Podcast, a podcast for pastors, church planters, ministers, anyone who is doing the work of ministry and working in the marketplace at the same time. This is your time of encouragement, and I am your host, Ade Subbanjo. Yes, welcome back, and today we're going to be talking about how to create a great sermon as a Bible pastor. How to create a great sermon as a Bible pastor. But before we get into the discussion, um, some updates on how things are going on this side of the world, our lives. Yes, We've had uh, an exciting time so far in Kujin in Abuja, Nigeria. And uh, God is doing some awesome stuff. The, the people are really growing and getting uh, more interested in the things of the Spirit. Uh, school is growing. The children are doing very well. We have about 13 of them now. They, it's, a, it's a free school that uh, God has given us the grace to start. Um, an elementary school and um, I'm so just so glad to see the way the children are learning and they are also uh, being being taught the word of God so praise God for that the children are in school the wife is doing very well uh, doing our ministry and helping so many people to use their knowledge experiences to to help others so it's it's a great time in our lives, and we are so grateful to God. Anyway, um, yes, today we're going to be talking about sermon preparation and all that. I think this is going to be another two-episode two topic. And uh, this first one, I'm going to talk about the general purpose of preaching and or ministry in the church as a bivocational. I'm going to talk about some of the unique challenges that we have as bivocational ministers. And then next week, I'll talk about the, the real details in, in, in sermon preparation and all that stuff. Going into, the, into it today, uh, first thing I want to talk about is the fact that most of the pastors that I've met that are full-time pastors, a, a great portion of their time is spent on sermon preparation and they spend good uh two three days you know doing the research and uh, putting the scriptures together and uh, preparing their sermon which is a major part of their lives and their ministry and i agree that as pastors as uh, mostly pastors or teachers a lot of our work and our time will be spent on sermon preparation preparation uh, but we we don't have that time. Uh, we can't spend all uh, two three days in in the church library or church office preparing sermons. So we, as bivocational ministers, must devise um, better means to get the same thing done. And for, of course, my first my first advice or suggestion is that you don't do all the ministrations, all the sermon, um, the teaching during. In, you, in the church that God has called you to, to minister, you don't do all the teaching. If you can find someone, <clears throat> excuse me, 
who can take one of the weeks of the month. That means you have just three weeks to, to, to share. That would be fantastic. But of course, you still have to do the Bible studies or the home, the house, the home fellowships, which, which is a little bit different. Uh, but, but really, I would encourage every Bible pastor to, to focus on three sermons in a month. Get someone to do one of them for you. Or you use one of those Sundays as uh, a time to get feedback from the people, where the people uh, share testimonies of what God is doing in their lives. And so you can hear what, what people are doing, and they can hear what God is doing uh, in their lives. So that would be a way to, to diffuse that tension or that demand of, of, for, on you of preaching every week of the, of the year as, the, uh, as a pastor. But as the church grows, when you have somebody else who has the teaching gift, uh, you can have them. In, in fact, I discovered that if you have someone who has a teaching gift and you are a pastor, you would enjoy them because they would do very good teaching. They are even more, most times, more gifted than the pastor in teaching. And if you have such a gift in your, in your, in your, in your team, then you are blessed. So you, you, you feature them often enough. You do the pastoral care and, and the teachings three times, and they, they do one or two, depending on how committed they are to the vision of, of the church. Now, moving forward, I, I want to talk about the fact that even though we don't have a lot of time to prepare, we still need to prepare adequately. And one, one key one uh, thought that came to me long before now, earlier in my ministry, I don't know exactly where I got this from, but I... I discovered and I learned and I agree with this that your your preaching is as good as your life. So every sermon you preach is as is as you've prepared for as long as your lifetime in in the faith. So if you've been in faith for ten years and you're preaching a sermon today, it, the ten years of your work with Christ is going to reflect in that sermon. And so we are always preparing for the next sermon by living our lives in Christ. So the best way to prepare actually for a sermon is to live the life of Christ. Whatever you study in your in your time with God, make efforts to, to write notes, and most importantly, take action based on what you're learning. And as your life reflects what you're learning, then when you come to the time of uh, preaching, you, you can bring in these experiences and, and you have a lot to share with, with the people. So these are just... Are just Two, two of the major points. Now, let's get to uh, the thoughts about what was the essence of preaching. Why do we have this time every Sunday uh, to, to share the word of God and to, to speak to the people? Is it a time to prove to the people that, no, I didn't waste all this time that you are you know, paying me for? As Bible pastors, we're not really paid. So it's, it's, it's not that we want to prove that, you know, I'm not, I've not been wasting your money. And then we come with all the knowledge that we have. That's, of course, not the, the reason for, for, for preaching on Sunday. The, the, I want to share with you some of the scriptures that have influenced my thought on this. And the one that really comes to mind, first of all, is uh, Ezekiel chapter 34. Um, that's the, a, a prophetic word to the house of Israel. And... Um, this has been on my mind for years. I can't remember exactly when I first got this and how it came about. But what I know is that 
whenever I think about preaching or sharing the scripture, this is what comes to mind as a pastor. Chapter 34 from verse 1 of Ezekiel says, And the Lord, and the word of the Lord came unto me, saying, Son of man, prophesy against the shepherds of Israel. Prophesy, say unto them, Thus says the Lord God unto the shepherds, Woe be to the shepherds of the of Israel that do feed themselves. Should not the shepherds feed the flock? You eat the fat and you clothe you with the wool. You kill them that are fed, but you feed not the flock. Um, and what does that say? That says that uh, the essence of preaching, of, of sharing the word, is to feed the people of God with the word of God. Of course, we remember Matthew chapter 4, Jesus saying to uh, the, the enemy, that the, Satan who was tempting him, that the, the man must not live by bread alone, which is food, of course, but by every word that proceeds from the words, uh, from the mouth of the, of the Lord of God. And so we, we understand that food for the spirit is the word of God. Uh, and I, I believe the essence of preaching and the work, part, major, a major part of the work of a pastor is to feed the flock, to feed the flock, to prepare, to, to take food that has already been prepared by God and deliver it to the children of God. And that's the mindset that I have for preaching. And I, I believe it's the mindset that the Spirit of God wants us to have, that whenever you have to deliver a message, your heart should be, you know, what is the food that you have prepared for your children? And then we get the, the food and we present it as waiters. We, we present it to the children of God. This is the food that your father has prepared for you for this season. And here it is. Um, consume it and let it transform you. The essence of food is to sustain and, and, and to bring growth. So when, I, when I'm preparing a message, I'm always spending time to pray, asking the Lord, Lord, what is it that you want to deliver to your people? What's the transformation that the, that this message is supposed to bring? What, what changes in the lives of the people are we expecting as a result of this uh, message, this, this, this sermon that has been prepared? Now, there's another scripture before I talk about more about that. Um, John's Gospel, chapter 21, this is in the New Testament. John's Gospel, chapter 21, and from verse 15, this is the story of uh, Jesus speaking to Peter after the resurrection. And Jesus says, you know, and, and says there in verse 15 in the, in the ESV, English Standard Version, when they, had, when they had finished breakfast, Jesus said to Simon Peter, Simon, son of John, do you love me more than these? He said to them, he said to him, that's Peter, said to him, Yes, Lord, you know that I love you. Then Jesus said, he said to him, Feed my lambs, feed my lambs. And verse 16, he says, he said to him a second time, Simon, son of John, do you love me? He said to him, Yes, Lord, you know that I love you. He said to him, as Jesus said to him, Tend my sheep. And verse 17, he said, as Jesus said to Peter the third time, Simon, son of John, do you love me? Peter's, Peter was grieved because he said to him the third time, do you love me? And he said, as Peter said to him, Lord, 
you know everything. You know that I love you. Jesus said to him, feed my sheep. And and so those two scriptures have, have stood out for me over the years. And when I'm, when I'm doing any message or any sermon, I, or when I'm thinking of my ministry as a pastor, these scriptures really come to mind. That I'm, I'm called to, to tend the sheep of God, to feed the sheep, take care of the sheep, and feed the sheep as an under shepherd. I'm not the, the shepherd. I'm, I'm a sheep, of course, myself. But I see that what, what the Lord is saying, whenever you, you use your gift of pastoring, you use your gift of teaching, the goal is to feed the people of God with the Word of God. And, and so that informs the way we prepare our messages, the way we prepare our sermons. We must not allow ourselves to, to be carried away. And I think that, that must have affected me earlier on where the the goal of of preaching is to de- is to show my lo- knowledge of the word. I, I remember the first time I preached, I was in secondary school then, and the leader of the fellowship said, "You're going to share for five minutes um, next week." And you know, it took me the whole week to prepare, and uh, and I was just looking for what to say. I didn't want to make a fool of myself. I was thinking more of myself than of the people. And when I started speaking, I was sweating and. I spoke for maybe four and a half minutes or five minutes, and it looked to me like an hour. Why? Because I was too focused on what I wanted people to think about the message that I preached, and I wasn't really thinking about the people. I wasn't thinking about feeding anybody. That wasn't in my mind at all. And But now that's how I, I do my work of, of ministry. Before I preach any message, I think to myself, I say, I'm going to the kitchen of the of the of heaven and I'm going to take my tray and I'm going to ask the Lord, what plate are you going to put on this? And he's going to put the plate on it and I'm going to take the food and I'm going to deliver it to his people. And I'm confident it's good because I didn't cook the food. Jesus prepared the food. I'm just delivering the food. And, and that's that's a mindset that I go into. Uh, preaching with now uh, um, before I continue I, and I think I'll just do the details of my preparation next week what I want to talk about next is the the mindset when when going into pre- someone preparation I always like to center my messages around uh, around the the redemption okay I I, I whatever message I believe God is putting in my heart. I remember, I try to remember that, you know, all of this is possible for us in the New Testament because Jesus died on the cross, was buried, resurrected, and ascended. I, I want to do that. Now, I, I didn't always think like that, uh, um, but I, I've, I've read a few books uh, that has helped me to, to really, really focus and remind myself about that. I, I believe I've preached a lot of messages that I was not in, in my radar, I didn't think of that. But now, now what I do after learning this stuff is that you know what, your message doesn't have much power if it doesn't center on what Jesus did. That's what we want to bring everybody's mind to. So, if whatever the scripture that God, be, I always start with scripture. By the way, whatever the scripture that God gives me, that's where I start from. What's the scripture for this message? When I get the the scripture, then I begin to ask the Lord, what are the points? But or whatever that scripture is, I always want to connect that scripture with the resurrection, the dead, burial, resurrection, ascension of Christ, the redemption, 
and 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 that's the foundation now next thing that i learned and i didn't always know this either is that it is better to to focus and draw the attention of people the scriptures and i have i've been practicing this recently no no recently for a while now but the idea is that not to have too many scriptures and have a central scripture when you have that central scripture then you can add other scriptures to it but the central, the central scripture you want the people to remember that. That's where that's that's what becomes the the base, the this the focus. That's what we draw the attention of the people to. For example, today's podcast, I brought two scriptures, and I'm hoping that at the end of the podcast, podcast, even if you don't get much, you get Ezekiel chapter thirty-four and the first few verses, and the whole chapter is fantastic. And you get John's Gospel, chapter 21, from verse 15. And if that's all you go away with, I'm confident that it's going to impact your life because scriptures on their own would always impact lives. And so that, that's the foundation that, that I always have when I'm doing sermon preparation. I'm going to talk next week about some practical steps and some other things and that, that may help the Bible pastor in the sense that you don't have all the time to sit down go through all sort of stuff uh, but 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 this foundation is good first thing is we the goal of the message is transformation we bring food to the people and we expect a transformation a change there's an action that we expect them to take as a result of the message if we're talking about the, the power of god we want them to trust more in god and then act in faith regarding things of god if we're talking about holiness, righteousness, we want them to recognize that Christ has brought this possibility, this blessing. We can take it and begin to live holy lives and and, and uh, not let sin dominate us. So there's always a result that we are looking for, and we must start with that result in mind. Next thing is we, we need to remember that Christ did something on the cross, and that is what makes it possible for us to be where we are. And the final thing is that let the message be centered on Scripture. Let the Scripture remain in the mind of the people at the end of the service, and trust God to do the rest. So that's it for today. Thank you for taking the time to listen. I always want to hear your responses, your questions. And I thank those people that have given feedback to say, this is blessing me. It really encourages me to prepare this. Many times I tell you, you want to, you know, because I don't see the faces of the people. It, there's this temptation sometimes to say, you know, what, I'm not going to do this. But those words of encouragement makes me to say, you know what, somebody's listening and I need to do this for them. And and I get blessed too when I do it. So thank you once again. Don't forget to give your comment and feedback. And uh, let's pray. Father, thank you for this time. Thank you for your servants that you're using every week, every day to be a blessing. I ask that, Lord, the seed that we sow every day, that it will produce fruit for the kingdom, for eternity. Lives will be changed this week as we do the work of ministry again we receive grace and strength and wisdom and power from you lord take all the glory in jesus name we pray amen have a fantastic week and next week we'll continue uh be blessed jesus is our lord and we trust in him to do what he will do you've been listening to the bible podcast with ade sabanjo please head over to adesobanjo.com to join the conversation and access all of the resources shared on the podcast. You can also record your questions by using the red button on the right-hand side of the page. If this is your first episode of the Bivo podcast, take the time to listen to the earlier episodes where Ade talks about his amazing recovery from stroke and the lessons he learned. 
These lessons have revolutionized Ade's life, and they will make your life so much more fruitful, too. Till the next episode, keep spreading the love of Jesus everywhere.